Welcome to Brightly, You Radiant Being, the show that wildly recognizes, encourages, and invests in the radiance we all carry so you can shine your brightest. Each episode, we share soul-driven advice and topics to help you live more brightly in mind, body, and spirit. Through sharing our experiences, friendship, and passions, we hope to impact you to step more brightly into yourself, inch by inch. Hi, Amy. Hi, Tracy. <laughs> if you're watching on, on our YouTube, well, first of all, apologies for that. That's my reminder. That's <laughs> what happens when we record early. I don't know if you caught that alarm. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm uh, I'm eternally distracted by the lighting this time of year. <laughs> the sun is just going to set behind me, but I'm like bright white. Don't know how I feel about that. Hi, how are you? Happy Friday. <laughs> Well, that's okay. Cause I'm like kind of red. So maybe we'll balance each other out. That's fine. I'm happy. It's Friday. I'm super happy. It's Friday. It won't be Friday when our friendly podcast folk are listening. To- well, maybe it'll be, we'll a see. Maybe Friday. it will be a different Friday, right? Yeah. Friday. What a concept. <laughs> How's your new year been so far? We're about seven days into it as of recording. Yeah, we are. Well, it's better than last year's new year. Um, it's been pretty good. I feel like I'm actually doing some things that I wanted to do. And then I'm also opening myself up to releasing some things that I, I've just been struggling with for so long and didn't think I could release. So I haven't Mm -hmm. actually released it yet, but I'm like, you're flirting with precipice. I am flirting, flirting with with release. Yeah. Or, or I mean, another way to say is you're holding on to it a little too tightly, but I like the idea of it's on the precipice. You're ready. You're ready. You're almost there. Yeah. yeah. You want one final fling with whatever it is, and then you'll let it go. Wow. I, that, and that's a really good way to look at it because I don't want a final fling, but Ooh. I feel that I need to let other people know, Hey, mm. I'm letting go of this just so you know, it might look different in a different way, whatever, but I'm letting go of this thing. What about you? Uh, some ups and downs, but I still feel like I'm easing into the new year and that mm. like my, my new year's resolutions, my goals, my new beginnings, we'll start with the new moon in February with the lunar new year. Yeah. January is really my, my bi month. Yeah. 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 I love that idea. And I feel like that, that also lets us all just kind of, huh, take a little, we can lower those shoulders, right. And take a sigh of relief, but I'm glad you brought up like my new big beginnings, yeah. right? New beginnings. We talk about that. This is the, of course, time of year. We're always talking about new beginnings. And so often it seems like we're always trying to start new beginnings by doing things the way we've always done them. <laughs> <laughs> and and doesn't and, Einstein have some uh, sage words on that, right? <laughs> I think his way, his what he's saying is, yeah, how's that working for you? No, that's not his saying. <laughs> I think his is like, you can't get to the new place from the old you or, oh my oh, gosh, I was I, thinking more <laughs> um, uh, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results is the definition yes. of insanity. That's him, it right? Is. Yes, yeah. that, it's the definition of insanity. So I want to talk today because I love this topic. I'm not an expert, wink, at (laughs) it at all, but I want to talk about beginner's brain. So um, 
Like, what do you think of when you hear beginner's brain? I like that so much better than like new mindset, new you, right? Like beginner's <laughs> brain seems more like a physiological retraining, right? That like Ooh, yeah. we have all these innate reactions and responses ingrained in us over time that we, you know, that nature versus nurture debate. Um, but when you think of it more as a beginner's brain, it's kind of like back to basics, right? Yeah. I love that. I did not know. I found this out today because I've heard the term beginner's brain or beginner's mind before, but I didn't know that its roots were in um, Japanese Zen Buddhism and it's called Shoshin. And it means, and sorry if I mispronounce that, it means empty mind or ready mind. And so isn't that cool? And I would never equate beginner with ready. Like, well, being, I think it depends on what anxiety. beginner. I think <laughs> what, well, sure, as adults, it gives us anxiety. We're like, oh, we have to start this new thing, or we're supposed to look at this in a new way. But think about like a toddler. A toddler's yeah. ready for everything, right? Well, they're already the expert. <laughs> <laughs> but yet if something doesn't work for them, they're willing to like come at it in a different way. So I don't know. I wonder if there's a way to look at it, like trying something new. Cause you did like, you started something new this year. You started archery. Had you done any archery before? Uh, as a wee little one. So when okay. I was about five or six, my dad was a bow hunter. Um, mm -hmm. And when he would go out and practice, my mom would send me with him. And so he got me just like this little red bow, you know, like no draw weight or anything. And I'd have my, my own little bullseye <laughs> next to his. And, yeah. Yeah. And uh, a little like uh, arm guard, but like never trained. And, and I don't think I continued it after that one summer, you know, probably only doing it a handful of times. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I definitely went into it as a beginner, as an adult, I wasn't like, Oh yeah, I did this as a kid. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> and so did you have anxiety starting over or were you like, let's just see how this is going to work? You know, I was equating it with aim, you know, as, as like the primary thing. So I think I was 50, 50, I thought, okay. you know, like knowledge of yeah. archery and rules and etiquette. Cause you know, everybody just kept pointing out there's a range near us. You can just go and use the free one down the way. You don't need lessons. It's, you know, pull a string and, and set it flying. And I was like, no, I don't know safety. I don't know etiquette. I don't know the mm -hmm. basis of it. And so those are the things I went in, like expecting and hoping to learn, but then feeling like, oh, I do have some athleticism from different sports I've played. And uh, I've done, um, was it called ax throwing before? And I've shot a gun before and I'm just naturally so understand aim. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But then my first night there, I had terrible aim <laughs> and everything I thought I'd be good at. I was terrible at and everything I thought I'd be bad at. I was a natural at. And so then like at the second one, I had this whole new set of nerves because like I lost oh, my, no. I didn't know what to expect anymore. Um, but then, you know, towards the end of the class, like a month and a half in, he let us play with different types of bows. And the one that I was thinking about buying, he said it was a natural at, like my aim came to me, all the stuff I thought I'd be good at came to wow. me. Yeah. Um, but part of me wonders, like, is that because I had the five weeks before that of being that true beginner and like having to struggle and having to have someone mm -hmm. tell me I'm stubborn and <laughs> and, and okay. fail in front of others. I just, just so everyone knows a beginner's brain is not stubborn. That's, <laughs> that's rule number one. 
I wasn't actually stubborn. I was just very consistent in my errors. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, they, I mean, I love it that you shared that. So I feel like in a way, beginner's brain did work for you. I feel like you kind of could step into it a little bit with that. I know specifically for you, Tracy, releasing control is not your your go-to mode of operation. Yeah, I like to show up prepared. I feel yes. kind of dumb all of the time. And so I feel like if I prepare, I won't feel dumb in the moment. Like, oh man, like- What's the- <laughs> I can't even understand that, that you feel dumb most of the time because, okay. Oh well, man, I'll Amy, let you I'm, have real good. I'm real good at pretending to be a semen smart. I'm real good at looking smart. The actual being smart, I don't know. Uh, All right. The podcast host. No, but when you go into something like a, an adult beginner's archery class, like that word beginner, you know, there were people there that had uh, done archery before. There were people there that owned their own bows. Mm-hmm. And then there were people like me that were just walking into it, people that had done yeah. it as a kid and were coming back. And so it is kind of like, as an adult, trying to assume what that baseline knowledge is that you're walking into and like either faking it till you make it or like learning it before you get there. It's kind of where I fall in. Yeah. Okay. So what if, so I feel like this might actually bring you some kind of agitation. If I were to say, what if you released having to know a baseline amount of information? What if you could go into something like you were an alien from another planet and had no idea what any of this was. And so had no expectation about how good or bad you should be at it or even how it's done. Uh, well, that's now going to be the, the face I wear going into new things is I am an alien from another planet and this is all new to me. Um, uh, I, I gotta tell you, Amy, my, my initial reaction is I don't like struggling in public and I, and I know you don't. There, there's a lot around that to unpack in a different episode, but I, I think that's a beautiful way to look at beginner's brain is not approaching it as though you were a child. Cause I think that's hard for adults to show up in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, not as an adult, whatever that means. Right. <laughs> but yeah. to instead show up as an alien, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah I don't you? know. Well, I think, I feel like for me, I have had to be new at so many different things. And when I realized that if I was just like, yeah, I, I think the words, what if came easily to me, like, well, what if we just did this? Or what if I just looked at it like this? Now, also, believe me, I have those knee-jerk reactions to things where it's like, well, this is the way it's always been done. You know, like this way my mother did it, her mother did it, her mother before her did it, and this is the way it shall be done. And so it takes a lot to crack through that, right? Um, And The thing is, what I want everybody to remember is if you can crack through that, you actually, with the beginner's mind or beginner's brain, you have a tendency to be more original. You have a tendency to, you know, obviously be more spontaneous. You don't, you're not uh, worried because it's like failure is an option and that's okay. Fail fast, fail often, right? That's there you go. The big tech Which, giants say. Well, the big tech giants say that, but for like people who are working 
under layers and layers, fail fast, fail often can feel like you get one. <laughs> you get one. That's exactly <laughs> what it feels like, right? Right. So it gets dangerous. It feels dangerous to not be an expert at something or to not know the way things have always been done, which of course, what does that do? Then our ego's like, danger, Will Robinson. You can't be all creative and spontaneous here. So I will say, so for the beginner's mind, what I loved what you said is, you know, it's about managing expectations Mm -hmm. and then letting go of how it's always been done before. So like my realm of control was around, I I don't want to bring down the class, right? If there were solo classes, I would have just showed up and been like, teach me. That's what I'm paying you for, right? So part of mine is I didn't want, uh, I'm worried about like uh, that group cohesion right? Like how will me not being where everybody else is affect everything? But what I loved about my instructor was when he's like, well, where are you aiming? And I was like center. And he goes, well, do you see where you continuously hitting? And I was like, yeah, down and to the left. He's like, okay, well shoot up and to the right dummy. (laughs) I mean, he was nicer than that. But I was open to that. I didn't then spend the rest of the five weeks trying to shoot center, right? Like he gave me, he's like, and that helped me come up with more creative solutions to problem solve on my own. So you did have beginner's brain. I did in a sense. Yeah, in a sense. So I love that. Yeah, I have never, uh, I absolutely hate the the idea of this is how we've always done it. And I didn't realize Mm -hmm. that moving away from that is having a beginner's brain because it's new and different. Um, And I I love how- Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I just I love how this is all related to innovation. Like this can be applied yeah. to your work. It can be applied to your personal life. Like it can be applied to the, your like those crazy little limiting beliefs that you have about yourself. Right. Say more. This is well, well, I'm just saying that let's see. Okay. Now you put me on the spot because I, <laughs> it just kind of came out of my mouth and now I'm like, how, how does that relate to that? But if you say there's this nagging thing that always comes up, like, well, I can't do that because I don't have her skills or her knowledge. Well, beginner's brain would be like, I have my skills and my knowledge, or maybe I just come at it from a completely different way. Maybe I mashed something together. Maybe I, I don't know. I just feel like the sky's the limit with beginner's brain, because like I said, it's, Failure is an option, but also when you have beginner's brain, all ideas are good ideas, bad ideas, boring ideas, wild ideas, other people's ideas, right? Beginner's brain is like allows for everything. And I love, I I love that the the mindset or the the beginner's brain, the thought behind it isn't even necessarily like you're going to fail. So get used to it, but it's being okay with fresh starts and restarts, right? Oh, I love like, that. How many people stick with something because <laughs> they don't want to start over, right? Like I've been in a few office situations where we've pointed out this isn't going to work and this isn't going to fail. And because yeah. we put so much time and money and energy behind it, the CEO is just like, we'll make it work. And then it failed. And we all knew that, right? We all knew it was going to. And then and we could have saved all that time by being open to a restart and still like pillaging from what we already did and taking what worked. I love that. Still pillaging and just, from what yeah, did work. Pillage yeah. from the experience. Yeah. And it's okay to be an expert in something. Experts are experts for a reason, right? But I feel like the best experts started with that beginner's brain. 
in order for like what you brought up the innovation that it really is having a beginner's brain really is about innovation. Um, and so I love this. I love talking about this. I love it so much. I was reading today about the Wright brothers and they literally like read this article by some scientists saying it would be thousands of years before man could be in the sky. And then it was like three days later, they had the first, you know, flight off the ground because they were like, well, what if we did this? What if we did that? What if we did this? And so they didn't actually take the so-called experts advice. So, okay. So yeah, here well, we are. Like, I mean, that's the key behind innovation. It can be better. It can be better. It can be yeah. different. Like, isn't, isn't like frustration one of the, like the main drivers of innovation too? So look at where you're yeah. frustrated in life and then look at where you can maybe have a beginner's brain with it. Yes. I love that. So he, that's also a part of the whole thing. Like you have to, once again, sort of be aware, be in the moment, be present while you're doing things, even little day-to-day -day things and notice, are you frustrated? Did it take you a bunch of steps? Could it have been done a different way? And I don't mean like, for goodness sakes, live your life. But I love that idea, Tracy, about where are you frustrated during the day? Look at that. Start there, right? Um, and, you know, I already said this to you. You don't like to release control. And sometimes having a beginner's brain is releasing control. Um Sometimes you have to pretend, like pretend, can you pretend that you don't know how to do something that sort of goes back to that show up as an alien? <laughs> well, know. and that's just it too, with like um, management and leadership. I used to work somewhere where we trained people uh, and, and then sent them to different locations and stores, but we had our own core staff and I would keep recommending this one person for an, a, a higher level in a different store. And I kept being told, oh, they can't do it. They can't do it. They can't do it. So one day me and another manager just decided to play dumb around only that person to allow her the opportunity to show she could do it to other people. Right. And like, had we just, all we did was step out of her way. Right. And so it, it was a way for her to like innovate, show what she could do, problem solve and step into her own power. Um, and then she did end up being recommended for the promotion and other people got to see what she could do, but it took other people stepping back. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like that could, this is a little off topic, but that could even go to like parents or supervisors or something where don't do everything for the other person, step back to allow them to innovate. Right. And, yeah, to and allow them to things. fail and learn from it. And yeah. how would I do it differently? How would I do it? Yeah. Um, I once worked with somebody who would interview all of his daughter's potential dates, like not even boyfriends, but like oh. before she went on a first date, um, these boys had to date the dad for three to four dates. Uh, and wow. right. And she's like 16, 17. And I was just I was raised a bit more independently than that. And he's like, well, don't, when you have a daughter, you'll just want to be sure that she picks the right person um, that she spends her time with. Cause it was like, are you expecting her to marry these people? Like she's 16. This is a bit soon. And I was like, no, I want to teach my daughter to make her own choices in life and have discernment because I might get in a car accident and die. Right. Like I can't be there to vet everybody for her. I want to be able to trust that she can vet 
her potential suitors. Like nobody's right. doing this to the boys, uh, which was a whole nother conversation. Mm, yeah. um, but it was that whole idea around like, you don't trust her, like let her date the dummies, right? Like support her and give her advice and counsel and be there and, you know, keep a weary eye. But like, she's never going to pick a good one. If you, someone else is always shepherding right. for her, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, that is fascinating. And also like, what if his best choice is not her best choice? Oh, yeah. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Another thing is so often, and I feel like I do this all the time, I see a problem and I'm immediately, I know the solution instead mm. of really thinking about what's the root of this. And also what are all the possibilities? So once again, like step back from those knee jerk reactions. Um, you know, if you are curious, and I know we've talked about curiosity before, once again, just try to maintain that, um, just that curiosity within, within you so that you so, could, yeah. I was like, how do you approach curiosity? Cause you hear that all the time. Be curious, mm -hmm. be curious in life, ask questions. But like when you're feeling like a failure or when you're feeling like you already know, how do you approach it with curiosity? Yeah. I mean, for me, it always starts with what if that wasn't the best thing to do? What if we did try this other thing, but also curiosity to me is stepping back, looking at it, wondering, I mean, it's one thing to be curious about someone else or someone else's ideas, right? That's a little bit different. So you can say, tell me more about that instead of, no, that's not good. Tell me more about that. Or it could also be like, why isn't this, it's, what is it called? The seven whys or something mm -hmm. like that. The Toyota, um, the yeah, Toyota method, yeah. is that where it came but from? It's an awesome tool to use. Like, why doesn't this work? Well, the light is shutting off at this time. Why is the light shutting off? Well, this is happening. Why is that happening? You just keep asking why and whether it's an actual process or it's your own belief or it's somebody else's belief, you can just, and you can certainly ask why in a respectful way to others and yourself, right? <laughs> I think one thing too, to keep in mind, um, th this all reminded me uh, in group settings, when you're brainstorming or coming up with ideas or asking these questions, one way to maintain curiosity, it's, it's going to be a natural inclination to grab onto great ideas or to really hype up the things that stand out, but that can make other people not want to continue to pitch ideas. If it seems mm -hmm. like you've already picked your one. So list everything out. It's kind of like uh, what they say before graduation, like, please hold your applause till the complete yeah. end, right? Like no matter who, you know, like we're going to support everybody equally at the mm -hmm. end. And so do that for yourself internally too. Like, let's say you're brainstorming or you're questioning, don't stop at the thing that feels comfortable all of a second or feels like the next, like keep free writing, keep going through it. Yeah. I love that. The fact that you're like, don't latch on to what you think of as the great idea. I've also heard it where it said, it's really easy to come up with like 10 ideas, but go further to 20 and then keep going because you're, you're, it's once again, it's like you're pushing away and pushing away all the preconceived things. And also I love that too, that you don't, if you are in a group setting, you don't, 
you allow it all, right? And I think it's like you said, it's so easy to just stop and go, yes, that's the best idea. And then what if like two ideas later would have been even better, the iPhone or something, right? Well, And I love the meetings where people just start throwing out the craziest things because everybody has to give five or something like that, or we're not stopping until we hit this time. And then, no, you don't go for the really crazy thing, but the crazy thing has maybe a piece to it and becomes a thing to, right? Like just, if you keep going, it's that innovation inspiration piece where it's like a mind map. It just keeps growing. I love it. I've got chills about that. I've also heard where people are like, all right, Tell us your five worst ideas, like just throw up the worst ideas you can think of and then do the opposite (laughs) and then do the opposite. But also it sort of gets it out. And once again, it's sort of, it's almost like a, like, like a trick with your brain, right. To just be like this, this, this. And then you're like laughing and your ego like walks away to the refrigerator. And then you come up with these really innovative things. There's, um, I I used to work for an organization. We had about 30 people there and the bread and butter of what the organization was built on was at risk because the companies we sold to were starting to do it themselves. They were just going to manufacture and design it themselves. Yeah. So we were always trying to find new products, new things to add on just in case we completely ever lost our, our, our main product. And, uh, we had what the CEO would call legacy thinkers. He was just getting really, really frustrated that everything was still within the realm of what we already did. And he's like, I don't care if it's the same material we do now. Like I don't, I'm not saying the same material, right? Like I'm saying think bigger, think bigger. Right. And we'd have all these sessions and he made us watch this video. Um, and I'll find on YouTube, the guy who puts these videos out, it is like, uh, the definition of beginner's brain. It might even be the title of his show. Um, but this guy had his uh, welding buddy, engineering buddy, somebody change the bicycle so that left is right and right is left. And you'd be surprised how hard it is to learn how to ride a bicycle when you've already known how to ride a bicycle, right? (laughs) And that doing that and with enough practice, he was able to train his brain to be able to do it this new way that everybody else thought was crazy and nobody else could get on and do it. You look like you're drunk when you're riding it. Um, But then he couldn't go back to the old way. He would have had to repractice and relearn that. Um, But continuously doing things in a way you don't usually will help you have this beginner's mindset. So uh, I remember in middle school, there was this commercial where this kid was such a, a passionate soccer player. He was always doing something with the soccer ball or whatever. And so like he would, or a basketball, something, his hands were always busy. And so he would open kitchen cupboards with his feet and, and like do all this stuff. And I spent the summer doing everything with my feet. <laughs> and then I remember another time, my, my little sister, Casey, she's been on the show. She just decided she wanted to be left-handed one day, not ambidextrous. She wanted to be left-handed. So she just started practicing being left-handed. And now she is ambidextrous because, uh, but I wow. was just like, now I just do things with my left hand occasionally. Cause I was like, what if, what if something happens to my right hand? I'm a little bit, a little bit more control freak, a little bit more, but I'm just like, try, try writing with your left hand, try using it as your dominant hand. Right. And yeah. then maybe that'll spur other ways that you'll just naturally be in this beautiful mindset you introduced yeah, to us today. I love it. I'm so excited to just like, even though I've loved beginner's brain, like I said before, and I've heard about it before, I really want to dive in because like I said, I have been having some of these blocks with certain things and it's like, 
maybe if I just have a beginner's brain about it or beginner's mind that like maybe it would be okay. And I keep thinking, so I think about it's not quite perfect. It's not the Einstein quote, but I always think of Wayne Dyer when he says, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? And for some reason that reminds me of beginner's brain, especially like what you called the legacy or your boss called the legacy yeah. mindset, which is right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Would you rather be happy? Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Amy. I love thinking about this topic. And if everybody else enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you have time, give us some love on your preferred platform with a rate review and subscribe. You can also reach out to us via Instagram and YouTube under the Brightly Podcast or via email at brightlypodcast at gmail.com. And with that, we hope you have a bright and beautiful day.